your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for the entrance of your lights, the word which gives lights and gives understanding to the simple. Thank you that the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Send your light, O God, and send your truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may please be seated. Bishop Eddie is the guest of Reverend Zakawalala in Malawi this week. Preaching at a camp meeting, an annual camp meeting organized by Reverend Zach, who is a member of the Healing Jesus Board. And we are sharing this morning from our father's book on fruitfulness <laughs> hallelujah so today's message is entitled God's purpose for your life is fruitfulness please turn to your neighbor and tell him God's purpose for your life is fruitfulness beautiful there's space here on this row. Some of you here can come there. The pastor's on the front row here. Now, the main verse for this teaching is John fifteen sixteen. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruits should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. John 15, 16. So this is Jesus speaking, saying that your decision to come to him came from him, Jesus. He touched your heart. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 8. Let's read that because you need to understand how you got saved. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. What that means is that on the day that you heard about the message of salvation... God himself gave you a gift of faith so that you would believe in the salvation message and then you gave your life to Christ. Saving faith is a gift from God. Somehow, someone else was not given that gift and up to today, he's not saved. 
In fact, I remember one guy who used to come to my house when I was a little boy. I had a cousin who had opened a shop in the house. He was a tailor. He learned how to sew and started from the house. And I remember this guy because when my cousin, who was a middle form four school leaver, they call it MSLC, Middle School Leaving Certificate, tried to witness to this guy who was a graduate of KNUSA. The guy told him that, ah, you think you can change me? You can change me. Then he told him that, look, years ago, everybody on campus became creepy. But me, I didn't become creepy. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to tell him that, look, it's not your preaching. I mean, university students, Akito students have tried to change me. Medical students have tried to change me. Not you, form four liver. You, you can't change me. That's what I told him. And I realized that he didn't have a gift of faith. He had not received a gift of faith. Grace. Grace. Grace and faith. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And actually, verse 10 is quite in line with Jesus' scripture in John 15. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So, the fruitfulness we are talking about include certain good works. But I'm going back to John 15. John 15, verse 16. It says, I have chosen you and ordained you. Now, that ordained is an old word for appoint. Yeah, son of appointed. All it means is you are appointed unto service. So please, from this verse, understand that your Christianity is meant to be a life of service. Not a life of sitting. You see, some people understand Christianity to be being in church on Sunday morning. That's not all. It's only a part of it. This is a fueling station where you come to receive fuel so that you can go and work and come back and receive some more fuel to go and work. Be sitting here Sunday after Sunday listening to the word of God and not imparting anything to anybody. What's the word? No, sir, but you don't preach. Yeah. Please, we don't chew gum here. So if you are chewing gum, either swallow it. I think you just swallow it. <laughs> Say preach. preach. Yes. It's, it's a travesty of justice to, for, to borrow Bishop Eddie's words. For you to receive the word week after week and not do any form of service is wrong. It's wrong. It leads to spiritual obesity. And not just say fat. And the fat is not only on your body, but it's in your heart and other places which are dangerous for your health. Lift your right hand. Lift your right hand and say, "From today, I'll serve." That's where we get servant from service. Ordain you that you should go. You see, so again, there's nothing like sitting. No, every Christian who is not going, 
I think he wrote a song. He said, Jesus commands us to go. Yeah. Keith Green is, he died in, when did Keith Green die? Early 80s. A fiery preacher of a singer. And he said, oh, I wish I could remember his words. What did he say? He said, Jesus commands us to go. He said something there. It should be the exception if we stay. Jesus commands us to go. Where have you been going? It's no wonder we're moving so slowly. When his church refuses to obey. Hey! Oh, he said something about a hamburger or something. There's some quote to be there that I can't remember. But it will, one day I remember it. But please, ask your neighbor, where have you been going? Ask your neighbor, where have you been going? You know, one day I actually went to a, 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 a sister's house. To go and take her to go with us on evangelism. Yeah. She said, I have two little children. I have nobody to leave. I said, oh, let's, let's go. We'll go with the ch- children. So we got somewhere. And we packed. And for some reason, I don't know what was happening. I was making a call or something. And the little boy in the back of the car said, Mommy, we are doing nothing. We are doing nothing. So you said we're going somewhere, but why have we come to park here and we are not going somewhere to do something? Even the little boy knew that when you say you are going out for evangelism, you must go somewhere and talk to somebody. Some of us who say we are going on outreach and we just walk around and buy coffee broke pan a bit and ground nuts and chew and drink water then we come home and say we have gone on outreach. <laughs> uh, but Jesus said go and when you go bring forth fruits. Bring forth fruits and your fruit shall remain. Hallelujah. You see, let me read this to us. What does it mean? Listen to this. It says, God's eternal purpose for you is that you should be fruitful. So let me read to explain it. To be fruitful in is God's purpose for you. God sees you as a tree that must bear fruit. Then it goes on to say, to be fruitful means to be full of fruits and products worthy of all the investments that have been made in you. Wow. I think this is what the writer of Hebrews was thinking about when in Hebrews chapter 6 he talked about investments and about a tree that's about a ground that has been invested in. Oh, please. Find that for me. Hebrews chapter 6. I believe. He said, you see, a ground that you have sown in. If it brings forth thorns and thistles. Not good. Not good. Not good. Hallelujah. Listen. To be fruitful means to be abundant. Abounding. Blooming and blossoming. <laughs> Beautiful. To be fruitful means to flourish. 
to become plenteous. So you see, one of the effects, and that's one of the messages I wanted to take home today. One of the effects of fruitfulness, if there's fruitfulness in this church, will be plenteous. We will not have a hall where the empty chairs are more than the occupied chairs. Occupied territories. It's a travesty. It means we are not being fruitful. End of story. Please, get up and look. Just look. If you can see without standing, it's also okay, but look. So we put it in the dark. So that we don't, but the, the empty chairs are more than the, the occupied chairs. You may sit down. Thank you. Hallelujah. To be fruitful, oh, so it says, means to flourish, to become plenteous, and to proliferate. To be fruitful means to produce a lot and to breed. Hey, God wants you to produce a lot and God wants you to bear fruits. Amen. So the plan of God is to walk worthy by being fruitful. Put your hand on your heart and say, it is time to walk in the fruitfulness, the productivity, the abundance, the soul winning, the church planting, the blossoming, the breeding and the multiplying grace so help me God point number one God's purpose for Adam was fruitfulness we are starting right from the beginning Genesis in the beginning Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 and 28 so God created man in his own image In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You see, verse 28, Pastor Emma, already gives us a message and a picture. God wants us, you see, God made us in his own image. And he wants us to be fruitful. That is, God himself is fruitful. Because he wouldn't expect us to be fruitful if he himself was not fruitful. You can't expect your child to be fair-colored if both parents are dark. Or to look a little bit like a Chinese when both of you are Guineans. <laughs> and you see, when I hear the word be fruitful and multiply, I remember my friend who called me. He was on holiday in the UK. And he said, I've come from Ghana to be on holiday. And we're chatting. And he said, So I saw. How many children do you have? And I said, 
two, two boys. I said, wow, you are fruitful, but I'm not multiplied. Why? Because he had six children as at that time. With one woman, one man, six. When I met his wife later, she was working with eight children. Beautiful. <laughs> and he said, I saw that is what it means to be fruitful and multiply. I couldn't, I mean, when I met her, I was like, wow. Are all these your children? And I said, yes. Yeah. And she said, yes. And I said, I would like to take a picture of them. Immediately they arrange themselves. They, they actually know where everybody should stand to take their picture. <laughs> oh, I tell you. And so when I went to see them, I realized that, ah, they came in a people carrier. It's a van that they are moving in. They cannot go in. Their mother was driving them all arranged in the car. If this is a, if your bus center has this family in it, oh, Charlie. <laughs> it's true. The minimum qualification for a basenta is eight in certain places. So you have finished, your basenta is complete. <laughs> yes. And the mother will make it nine, and you, ten. You have finished. Be fruitful and multiply. You see, and when I look at that word also, I see the other words that come with fruitful, like be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. It tells me that a fruitful person is a powerful person <laughs> because it says, Have dominion over the fish of the sea. And I realize that many Christians don't even have dominion over their own emotions. <laughs> dominion over your emotions yet because you have not entered into a certain level of fruitfulness it made me remember my own story because when I was in second year medical school in Kolebu Ghana, Accra (laughs) I remember because towards the end of the second year about uh, two months, three months there was a major demonstration on campus. So we were all sacked to go home. <laughs> and when I went, you know, second year medical school is, any medical student, at least those who have been to University of Ghana Medical School, they will call it, they call it MB2. It's the dreaded year. Oh, yes. After that exam, the most difficult exam is the final year exam. Because in MB2 alone, you are introduced to 3,000 new words you have never met in your life. (laughs) Oh yes, I'm telling you, in one year, you learn 3,000 new words. You've never seen them, met them anywhere in your life. Where are you going to see Stan Clyde or Mastoid? Where are you going to see it? <laughs> and I remember that when we entered the dissection room, because in second year alone you learn anatomy, at least, well, 
went to medical school anatomy physiology and biochemistry in second year alone three major human anatomy is to know every single nerve every single blood vessel in the body from the head to the toe you have to know everything of course you have to know it because let's say you are going to every single muscle thank you I have doctor said I help you be, 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 you are going to inject some of these bottles you think the bottles are it's big so you can inject anywhere yeah. you got a problem <laughs> you can't inject anywhere you might be plunging your needle into the sciatic nerve and before you realize the person has paralysis polio is moving around caused by you Because you didn't take your human anatomy well. Then physiology is the function of the body. So every gland, everything, and then biochemistry, there, yay, my goodness. Remember the day the biochemistry lecture came into the oh, when we were starting to learn about steroids. If this is the board, then he started on the top left corner over there and drew what is called the benzene ring. One, two, three, four, five, six. Then he put structures all over to the bottom of the board, down there. It's called steroidogenesis. You have to know everything. So listen, though. When I went home, I should have breathed and said, Look, since we are at home now and the exams are. You don't know, but I can, I can start learning. I was not a fruitful Christian. So my emotions overcame me. And I lapsed into depression. I can't believe it, you see. Yeah. So when they announce that come back to school, the exams are in two weeks' time. Hey! I was not ready. I remember sitting behind my anatomy paper. Ten questions. Answer all. Because you can't choose. How will you choose which disease you want to... You can't. <laughs> that, oh, I'm, I'm ready for uh, 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 neurology. So, no, no, no. You can't choose. Just as in Christianity, you can't choose which demon is trying to come and attack you. So I was sitting there and yeah, final the sister motor neuron something something final come up out of I nearly cried in there because I knew I'd failed. I feel I was not ready. I was not ready. I was not ready. It can't be. You see, you see, what I'm saying is that you see, but by the grace of God, today, now that I'm a bit more fruitful in God and I'm doing my best to become more fruitful, I have had dominion over my emotions and dominion over aspects of my life which I did not have dominion over before that's the point I'm trying to make because when you become a fruitful Christian one of the things you do is that you don't care you don't have to think about yourself yes a really fruitful person to be fruitful one of the things is that your own problems must be relegated to the background once you see to the problems of people oh yes that's what Catherine Coma used to do. She had heart disease. Her heart was so enlarged and her body so thin, you could actually see a heart beating through her dress. Yet she was laying hands on people. 
for them to be healed while she herself was not healed. In fact, when she got admitted into hospital, she told them, do not resuscitate me when my heart stops beating. Don't resuscitate me. Don't. Don't. All Roberts came to her. All Roberts, when he felt the vibration is right on, that means that power for healing is present. As he sat there, he felt the vibration. He said, I want to pray. He said to Arabs, don't pray for me. Don't pray for me. I'm checking out. Because he was a fruitful Christian. Ah. Hallelujah. So brethren, let us receive the blessing that Adam received. Being fruitful. Fruitful. Number two. God's purpose for Abraham was fruitfulness. Genesis chapter 17 verses 4 to 6. As for me, behold, this is God speaking. My covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I'll make thee exceeding fruitful. And I'll make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee. I want to emphasize that phrase. I will make thee exceeding fruitful. To tell you that fruitfulness comes from God. Fruitfulness is a blessing of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> And kings shall come of thee. You know, in John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. John 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. Look, one day, a man of God of Rick Joyner, he had a vision. In the vision, Jesus walked with him and Jesus gave him a torch. Now, he and Jesus were walking along. But he, he noticed that the torch, the torch had become heavier. Then he noticed that it was because he had allowed Jesus to move further and he was a bit far from Jesus. So the thought became too heavy to carry. You know, I've wondered and pondered over why some people, they start out by becoming basenta leaders who go and bus people to church and do all these things. And then after a while, they don't do it anymore. Could it be that they are so detached from Jesus that the torch has become heavy so they have put it down because it abides in me I know I know people who I see them now some of them in the first service they used to bask for seconds but they are now sitting in the first service they come to first service and go home beautiful yeah it's wonderful 
Could it be a problem of abiding? Abiding. How can we retire so early? You are retired. Oh. But I pray that a certain blessing of fruitfulness comes upon you. I don't, I don't think, you see, I'm reminded of a man of God called Ivan Roberts. Ivan Roberts was the man of God used mightily in what was known as the Welsh revival. Hey! In the Welsh revival, I think they had about 100,000 converts in about two years or so. And the fire that swept through Wales was such that that particular year, 1905, there was no FA Cup. The football match, the FA tournament could not come on. People were not interested in soccer. They were going to pray. Yes, yes. Now, it is said of Ivan Roberts that even though he died at 72 and the world should have happened in his 20s, the rest of his life, about maybe 30 or so years, we don't know what kind of ministry he did. Yes. He retired prematurely. He just stopped. He didn't do it anymore. And I pray that you also don't, you see, because it's a kind of death. It's a kind of death. When you're not productive, it's actually it's a kind of menopause. Menopause. Any menopause. Hey, I pray for a spiritual revival to happen to your spiritual ovaries. So you come alive again. It's a, it's a, for me, it, it, it is worrying. That you are now not doing any... You used to be somebody who led people to church, but now you are being led to church or you don't come to church or... You just come and sit down and hear the word of God and go. It is indicative of a spiritual disease. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. Verse 5. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Oh, that's me. You can do nothing. And look at verse 8. Because that should be, take, take that one home as well. You don't, if you don't remember anything, Abraham, Isaac, Genesis, Adam, all those. Remember number one, that fruitfulness means becoming plenteous. And this is the other one I wanted to remember. Herein is my father glorified that he bear much fruit. So shall he be my disciples. Fruitfulness glorifies the father. Glorifies the father. And therefore it pleases him. Yeah. Let's go to the next point. Point number three. God's purpose for Isaac was fruitfulness. God's purpose for Isaac was fruitfulness. Genesis 26, 1 to 4. And there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I'll give all these countries, and I'll perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. 
And I'll make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Amen. Amen. Please notice that Abraham's name keeps coming up. Have you realized that? Abraham was a father of fruitfulness. Abraham historically is so fruitful that three major religions of the world call him their father. Judaism, the religion of the Jews, their father is Abraham. Need to hear the Pharisees say, we have Abraham as our father. Christianity, we call Abraham our father. You call him the father of faith. Islam also calls Abraham their father. <laughs> Abraham is so great a father that he even had a son in hell. The rich man, when he was in hell, he said, Father Abraham. And Abraham said, Son. Oh. May you become a great father, a great mother. Now listen to what the Lord told Isaac. He said, do not go down to Egypt. You see, fruitfulness comes, you must hear from God. You must hear from God. The fact that everybody is going abroad or wants to go abroad, doesn't mean that you should also go abroad. Oh yes. I know someone who was in church as a worship leader. He went abroad. After a while, his wife could see that he was receiving complimentary cards from men inviting him to a gentleman's club. A worship leader. So, when his wife was interviewed, she said, honestly, we shouldn't have come to America. If this is the end point of our coming to America, then it's a sad story. Oh, yes. Maybe your fruitfulness is tied to being in Ghana. <laughs> you see, I didn't hear many amens or any. <laughs> You want me to say that your fruitfulness is tied to somewhere in Casablanca or Akron, Ohio, California. But hear God when He speaks to you and says, Stay here. Here is where I'll bless you. Then you stay there. (laughs) You want to go to Milton Keynes? into Egypt, you see. But I'll tell you that sometimes God, your fruitfulness may be tied to your location. Because I have a, a sheep. He was hey, I tried to make him a basenta leader, start the basenta with him, uh, do follow up, do many things. They didn't quite work. One day he told me that I want to travel abroad. I said, oh, you have a good job. Why do you want to go abroad? I said, oh, I feel like I should go. I said, okay. I'll pray for you. So he went. 
But one thing that made my heart begin to, I mean, I began to think that, hey, maybe this move is the right move. Within a week of his arriving in the country where he was going, presiding bishop went there to have a camp. And he was in the camp. Today, this my sheep who was not such a worker for God is now the pastor of a branch. Yes. He's a pastor of a branch. So when he was starting his branch, I told him that, so have you fasted the 21 days? He said, no, I fasted 40 days. Oh, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. He came to Ghana to visit. And I was at Mampong. He said, oh, I'll come and visit you. He arrived in the evening. I said, oh, why have you arrived? I said, oh, I came in the morning. I was in the prayer gardens. Father, give us such fruitfulness. You know, you know, oh. You see, maybe something that many people have lost, which is making their service not quite what it should be, is in Deuteronomy 28.47. Deuteronomy 28.47. Let me read it to you. Oh, yes. Deuteronomy 28.47. Hey. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you something. As a reverend minister, I told myself that my church was not growing. So on a Sunday morning, I would wear a t-shirt and jeans and get to the field with my suit in my office. I'll go to the suit and chase small boys who were escaping to public toilets and other places and then come to church. I felt that when I arrived in church, eh, my serving the Lord with certain joyfulness and gladness had been restored. From when I was like, oh, let them go and bring the boys and I will be in church and I will preach to them. So it says, and with gladness of heart, there is a certain joy, pleasure, delight, excitement about serving God, which is commensurate with fruitfulness. And in the absence of that joy and gladness, you just can't be. It is a chore. It is a, the touch has become heavy. It's laborious. Even coming to rehearsal becomes a problem. You come late because you didn't want to come. <laughs> you didn't want to come. Yes, and it's at four. You get here at six. Two hours. <sighs> Help us, Jesus. Make us fruitful. What does verse 48 say? Is there a verse 48? It's okay. It's okay. 47 is enough. Hmm. You know, there's a man of God who died, Dr. David Young. How many of you have heard of Dr. David Young? Yeah, only the front people. So I'll tell you about David Young. He was a South Korean. He's the father of the modern cell system and modern church growth movement. He's the father. Because he, yes, John Wesley used to do class 
which is a kind of cell system. So I say, that's why I say modern cell system. Dr. Yonguchou started a church in South... Ah, that's Yonguchou. Started a church in South Korea, Yoido, in 1964, I think, or 58. I've forgotten the date, the exact date. Now look at Yonguchou's testimony. By 1979, his church was sitting 100,000 members. I'm happy somebody is clapping because you appreciate what it takes to get 40 people into a room. He had 100,000. As somebody say, or pipi, or pipi, kuha. <laughs> there are too many pipis. <laughs> human being sitting in a church he says by 1981 the church had doubled to 200,000 and I'm reading this figure so you know that it is possible we can have four services here each service having 1,000 people 1,500 people why not 2,000 people human beings are in the world look at the number of people who died in Turkey the 3 second uh, no 30 seconds 30 second place over 20,000 going to 30,000 died that means that human beings are in the world so how come there are so few of them in the church We've left them there. And we have come to receive. Receive it. I take it. And then you go home. Instead of going to bear fruit, you go home. Hmm. Hmm. By 1984, the church was 400,000. God will help us. I believe we are entering into a season of fruitfulness. And 2023, Bishop Eddie says, it's our best year yet. It will happen in the name of Jesus. It will happen. Let me read another one. Number four. God's purpose for Jacob was fruitfulness. Beautiful. Genesis 28, 1 to 4. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from there. Thanks, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people and give thee the blessing of Abraham. You see Abraham again? (laughs) To thee and to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land whereon thou art a stranger which God gave unto Abraham. You know, He's talking about fruitfulness, but there's some advice he's giving Jacob about who he should marry. 
which I think will help us. Don't marry strange people. <laughs> people you haven't known for some time. One lady said she knew a guy. She went up with him for five years. In all the five years she knew him, he nev- she never saw him eating. <laughs> what? You don't eat. It was good she didn't marry him. Well, if you marry such a person, you give him food to eat. Maybe he eats the food and sees smoke coming out of his nostrils. What 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 what, what do you do? <laughs> oh yes, and you see, it especially applies to brothers, because brothers will be around with sisters who they know and who go out and come. They've seen them they're angry. They've seen them weak. They've seen them tired. They've seen them hungry. Everything also, they know that these are real human beings. Oh, you don't understand what? <laughs> and then out of the blue, another sister will come from some, from, or from nowhere. <laughs> from nowhere. And they say, I like this one. How do you know whether she's a human being or she's. <laughs> you see, my friend told me, he said, a guy used to come to their house with different ladies in North Kanishi. So one day when some of the ladies walked in, and an old lady in the house said, no, this one there is mommy water. So, <laughs> she was experienced. So, this particular one that is coming is a mommy water. A mermaid. Hey! So please, before somebody comes to tell you, I like you. Go and tell the pastor that, pastor, this brother says he likes me. Ah. Or before you, a brother, go to a sister. Come, go and tell the pastor that this sister, I like, I would like to go deeper or go further. Maybe the pastor will tell you that. He <laughs> 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 <It> doesn't eat. <laughs> Mercy. Hmm. That's advice for you. So there are other stories, but I have to tell it in a small meeting, not a bigger, a bigger meeting. <laughs> oh yes, fine protocol now allow. But see, what God told Jacob is that He said, He said, He said, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. Brethren, we have to have a multitude. Let me show you. Um, Luke chapter twelve, verse one. Luke chapter twelve, verse one. This is what happened in Jesus' day. That's what should happen to us. In the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, oh, in so much that they trod upon one another. You see, some of you don't know trod, so go to New Living Translation. <laughs> it says, under these circumstances, after so many thousands of people brethren may we have thousands of people in the church that's what it means to be fruitful to be plenteous 
thousands. And please, it is not the responsibility of Bishop Eddie to fill the church with thousands of people. It is the responsibility of you and I. We should fill the church with thousands of people. He said that they were stepping on one another. Aha. You see, this was the only rule that was full that says this brother should come here. There's space between Reverend and Ken. Help you do it. There's space. Spaces. That's what they're back there. This is not fruitfulness. We don't have a multitude. Look at Mark chapter 2, verse 1. Still in the NLT. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised. Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later. The news spread that he was back home. Verse 2. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors. You see when I announce at the end of the service that who is here for the first time? A few granuts of people. Or not two. But may God give us that fruitfulness so that we will pack this place with visitors. First timers will be a crowd. That there was no more room even outside the door. While I was preaching God's word to them, verse 3, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on their mat. Verse 4, they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. You see, crowd brings a new set of problems. Because at the end of that service, the roof had to be repaired. I told on this service, the roof had to. We need, we need, we need services that when you feel the toilets will be broken down. We need services that when you feel we have, we have to do repair works. It's a good problem to have. Multitudes. Number five. God's purpose for Joseph was fruitfulness. Genesis 49, 22 to 26. It says, Joseph is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. May your branches run over the wall. That means that your this place where you have cannot contain you. You know, that's the problem that the sons of the prophet had in Second Kings chapter six, verse one. Go to Second Kings. We'll come back to Joseph. I just was reminded of Second chapter six, verse one. NLT. It says, one day. The group of prophets came to Elijah and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Give me NIV. It's too small. Yeah. Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. For us, it's almost as if this place is too big for us. It's not meant to be like that. If we shall be plenteous as a multitude. Go back to Joseph. He says, The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. 
From thence is a shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee. And by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the breasts and of the womb. This talking about reproduction. Talking about fertility. Talking about multiplication. The blessings of thy father are prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. You know something? In about one out of four couples who don't have a child after one year, you never find the cause of infertility. Let me say it again. Somebody will have a child if the lady produces ova or eggs. The ova must meet the ovum must meet the sperm. So sometimes the tube is blocked, so the ova cannot meet the sperm. Or sometimes the sperm is not there because the guy is firing blanks. But when you investigate all these things, in one quarter of 25%, you don't see any reason why they shouldn't be having a child. And that's why the God factor comes in. And I'm saying that to bring it to our spiritual fruitfulness, we need the God factor. We need the abiding in God. We need the getting close to God. Because that will automatically make you a fruitful person. If you are walking close to God, God's blessing will come upon your life. He'll be fruitful. Number six. God's purpose for Manasseh and Ephraim was fruitfulness. By the way, Manasseh and Ephraim are children of Joseph. Manasseh was the first one. Joseph named him Manasseh because he said, God has made me to forget the suffering in my father's house. And Ephraim means God has made me fruitful. And Joseph took them both. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 48, verses 13 to 16. And Joseph took them both. Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand. And Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand. And brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger. And his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly. For Manasseh was the firstborn. Do you see what happened? Joseph was taking the firstborn towards his right and the secondborn towards his left. But he crossed his hands. <laughs> Wittingly. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk. You see, when you talk about fathers, at least those of us here in the Macarius church, our father is Bishop Eddie. He's so fruitful that he's not here. He's been invited to Malawi to preach. Our father, Bishop Dagonos, is fruitful because he's so fruitful that he was in Panama City the other day. He told us he's now going to Argentina. To Messi's hometown. <laughs> then from there, somewhere else. 
so there's Singapore, so there's fruitfulness. May we be true children of our fathers by also becoming fruitful. It cannot be. It cannot be. You see, one day, I was sitting in the sickle cell clinic. Sickle cell clinic. Kolebu. Ghana. Accra. When when a woman came for the first time with her child to the clinic and the child was had sickle cell disease SS so as part of my medical education I had to explain to her how this child had been born or why this child had been born SS. So I told her that, you see, in terms of hemoglobin, which carries the oxygen in the body, there are two different ones. There's A, there's S, I mean the other ones, but the main ones, A. And then if you are, you are AS, your husband is AS, you can give S, and your husband can also give S. That's how the child becomes SS. No, it was a father. It was a father who was explaining this to explained it nicely to him. And he said, But doctor, that's where the problem is. I said, What problem? He said, I'm A. I said, yeah. mm. Do you know Kojo Kwachi? Or is it Fred Adai? Old or soft for that? When there was a crucial issue, I think it was Fred Adai. When something happened, he said, mm. <laughs> I said, hey, Charlie. Because I'd done the explanation nicely. So I had to go to my consultant. Such as this one day, I cannot, I cannot carry the bed. <laughs> I cannot carry the burden. Hey! That is the question. How can somebody who is not AS is AA give birth to SS and for many of us that is also becoming the issue how can our fathers who are fruitful give birth to us and we are not fruitful but that's what I'm saying that from today because your genotype is fruitful you shall also take upon yourself the mantle of fruitfulness and become fruitful in the name of Jesus because it's in your genes the fruitfulness is in your genes See your genes. That's what God said to them. Be fruitful. Be. Be means do something. Do something. Sit down. That's why I said go. Pass out to If you don't go, eh? if you don't go, your going is related to your fruitfulness. If you used to be a pastor, you used to go around on Saturday afternoons and mobilize people, and now you are like Charlie. Let the small boys go. We are watching Champions League. We are all this. Things. So then, that's what will happen. That is what will happen. That is what will happen. But I believe that fruitfulness is possible. That's what we are taught at the camp that anointing, it is possible. Fruitfulness, it is possible. It is possible. Are we not the children of our Father? Why can't we be fruitful? We can multiply this church by the end. Of, we should not be like this. Oh, no. mom, dear Charlie, no. I don't agree. No. Turn around and look and say, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. Yeah, so, 
This should not be the picture. We must have divine dissatisfaction with this picture. Divine dissatisfaction. Pastor Cecil, there shouldn't be less than 50 people following you. Your center. Oh, otherwise, we'll move you from the front. Go and sit at the back. You are caught in a millionaire seat. So. Hmm. Why is he warning the people? Number. I was reading about Manasseh and Ephraim. It says, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life. Do you know something? Pastor Collins, fruitfulness, eh, it will lead to God feeding you. Every, see, the feeding is not just food, it's provision. Everything will be taken care of if you are fruitful. And he says, and the angel which redeemed me from all evil. Fruitfulness gives you an angel to protect you. Bless the lads and let thy name be named on them. In the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. I just like the way Abraham and Isaac, Abraham and Isaac. Let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Number seven. God's purpose for Rebecca was fruitfulness. Oh, let's start from Genesis 24, verse 59. You know, something just occurred to me. Before we read this, in the world of pediatrics, looking after children, children have what is known as milestones. Please sit up, because the way you are sitting, you can easily lapse into sleepiness instead of fruitfulness. Are you with me? Children have milestones, an age where they smile, an age where they sit, an age where they crawl, stand with support, walk. But certain diseases can happen to children. And then a child who has smiled, sat, crawled, and walked now regresses. It means that he who should have been standing or was standing before is now sitting. As he can't even crawl. It's called regression of milestones. And I'm thinking that if we are shepherds and people who are working in God's house, why is it that we were even some of us were running now we are sitting. But that's why the spirit of fruitfulness is coming upon you today. Amen. Through this message that, oh, I will arise. arise. Hey, that's why I like that song by, it's Dan and who? I will arise. I will arise today. In the days of Nehemiah, he was a prophet. He was a prophet of God. When he heard all the broken walls of Jerusalem, Bible says he fasted. He fasted. 
And he prayed to the God of heaven. That's why we fasted and were going to do outreaches before the camp came. We didn't fast in a vacuum. So if we have gone for camp and camp, back to the work. Oh, we were supposed to fast. That was first and second week of uh, fe- outreaches, first and second week of February. We are now middle of February. Valentine is coming. So, hey. <laughs> Get to the job. Get to the job. <laughs> Get to the work. It says, yes, yes. And he fasted and what? And he prayed. He traveled to the God, to the God of heaven. Then he pleased the king. That the walls of Jerusalem should be built to the glory of our Lord. Oh. Then it pleased the king, yeah. That the walls of Jerusalem should be built to the glory of our Lord. Then King Sambalat. Sambalat. Then King Tobias. Enemies of fruitfulness. The work of the Lord. My brethren, my prayer is that none of us here present will be some blood in the house of the Lord. He stood up. Before you go, you must stand up. In the power, in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Nehemiah stood up. Hey. Nehemiah stood up, yeah. In the power, in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Saying, the God of, of heaven, heaven he, he will prosper you and I. So arise, 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 and let us build. The God of heaven, he will prosper you and I. So arise, 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 and let us build. In any way, Chuboy, yeah, Chuboy, yeah, Jumani Mirini, Jumani Mirini, Fasho, in any way, Chuboy, yeah, Chuboy, yeah, Jumani Mirini, Jumani Mirini, Fasho. Start. Then this is 2459 says, and they sent away Rebecca, their sister. Rebecca was going to marry Isaac, and her brothers prophesied to her, and her nurse and Abraham's servant and Ismael. Listen to what they said. They said, they blessed Rebecca and said, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. <laughs> and let thy seed possess the gates of those that hate them. Beautiful. Now, in the King James, if you have a paper Bible, or even any Bible you have, that word mother is in italics. If you like, look, it's in italics. Which means that originally in the Hebrew, it wasn't there. It was the translators into English who couldn't just say, be thou the dash of thousands. But what it meant is that you can put anything there. Be down the pastor of thousands can put it there. Amen. Amen. May we have pastors of thousands right there in the church. Yes. Number nine. Number eight. 
God supports for Ishmael was fruitfulness. Ishmael? Isn't not Ishmael who was a mistake? That his mother was a maid. And that the real woman who should have been given a birth for Abraham was Sarah. Is that also? Or you don't know Hagar? Hagar was a maid. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Now look at what the Bible is saying about Ishmael. In Genesis 17, 20. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I blessed him. And will make him fruitful. And I'll multiply him exceedingly. Twelve praises shall he beget. I see you having the one percenter of twelve people. Two percenters of twelve people. Three percenters of twelve people. Before I realize you have fifty members. Four percenters. Four buses coming to the cathedral. Beautiful. Number nine. God's purpose for Israel was fruitfulness. Exodus 1, 6 to 7. And Joseph died. And all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. Every fruitful generation, every fruitful people, they become a force to reckon with. Oh yes. Yes, I heard Bishop Mosasono share this um, testimony. Bishop Mosasono is a pastor of Grace Bible Church in Soweto. When some of our senior bishops went to visit his church, on the Saturday they were chatting with the assistant pastor. And they asked the assistant pastor that, How many members are you expecting to come to church tomorrow? He said, Oh, 12,000. 12,000. And true, when they got there the next day, hey! I mean, traffic the cars. 12,000 people. So one day, Bishop Musa, someone was going to have a program at the stadium. Then somebody else went to make a connection for there to be a football match between the two top cities. One of them is Orlando Pirates or something. Do you know the teams in South Africa? Okay. You only know Man you and Orlando Pirates and some other team. Mamelodi Sundowns. I did a top two. So somewhere along the line, somebody called Bishop Mosa and said, Oh, the day you announced that there's an event, and there's a match between pirates and he said he took his phone and called the guy. He said, It was what I'm hearing right. Are you fixing a match on that day which I've already booked for a program. The guy said, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. The guy came back and said, oh, it was a mistake. We have, yeah. Oh, yes. Because a mega church is a force to reckon with. It's a powerful force. Yeah, powerful force. It's a powerful force. Number 10. So, after all these points, you are now going to put your name there. Uh-huh. Because we've talked about Adam, we've talked about Abraham, we've talked about Isaac, talked about Jacob, talked about Rebecca, talked about Ephraim and Manasseh and Joseph. 
Now it's time for charismata. Lady pastor charismata. Number 10. God's purpose for the believer is fruitful. Say God's purpose for Andromeda is fruitfulness. Put your name there. And fruitfulness means plenteous. Four cannot be plenteous. Please. Fifteen is not even plenteous. Thirty is not plenteous. Hundred, then you are starting to be fruitful. And thousand, you see that huh? the man is coming. Colossians 1.10 That he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. That's why the devil is attacking your quiet time. Quiet time means a little knowledge of God has been added to my knowledge yesterday. Today, after having my quiet time, a little more knowledge of God has been added. Right? For four days, no quiet time. Means knowledge may even be subtracted. <laughs> but may you increase in knowledge. And may we all have the mantle that is upon our fathers. Just as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had the mantle of fruitfulness. And as our fathers in the faith, Bishop Dagonos and Bishop Eddie have the fruitfulness. May that mantle fall upon us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please rise to your feet. Let's close. I want us to pray a simple prayer. Years ago, when the prophet Bishop Dagonus was in Sunderland in the UK, visiting his uncle, he says, he used to walk outside and pray. And he says, he had only one prayer at that time. And he says, one day I felt as though I connected with heaven in a special way that God heard my prayer. And do you know what the prayer was? The prayer was, Lord, make me fruitful. Today, you want to lift your voice here in this room. No matter who you are, fruitfulness is for everybody, it's for every member, every chorister, every, every, every basenta leader, every uh, cell leader, every basenta director. Just say, Lord, make me fruitful. Thank you, Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Let's sing the song. Give me the key for Lord. Prepare me to be a sanctuary. It's a, it's a, it's a song I want us to sing. Then we can pray. Lord, prepare me. It's a bit low, I think. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. Pure and holy, tried and true, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for.
And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, praise it, Father, in the name of Jesus, please make me fruitful. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you make me fruitful, O God, bearing fruit after my own kind, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, O God. After the manner of my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Bishop Dionysus, Bishop Ediadi, make me fruitful, O God, in the name of Jesus. Lift me up from my state of fruitlessness and usher me into fruitfulness, O God, in the name of Jesus. Rabo, Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4 verse 19 As we bring our prayer to a close As we are praying for fruitfulness Consider this verse It says Verse 18 first. Verse 18 Verse 18 And these are they which are sown on good And these are they which are sown among thorns Such as hear the word So you've heard the word on fruitfulness Now look at verse 19 And the curse of this word The curse means the normal issues of everyday life What we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall be clothed with But the word that is used there is a Greek word merimna Which means distractions Which means the normal curse Which are good, they are not bad things can become distractions and the deceitfulness of riches. Where we behave as though we can be rich, but we are being deceived. And the last of other things, entering in and choke the word and it's the word that you have received becometh unfruitful. Pray the Lord, the word will not become unfruitful in my life. Help me to deal with the curse of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things help me to be fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed. You are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but it's the acceptable time to receive Christ as your Savior. I want you to raise your right hand only if you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Your right hand up. God bless you. I see your hand. It means that you are not ashamed of Christ. 
And Christ says, if you are not ashamed of him, you will also not be ashamed of you before the Father. So if you've lifted up your hand, take another step and come to me right here in front. I'll pray with you. Come running, come running, come running to the mercy seat oh, where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will it will provide your healing Come right into the mercy You say, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life. I, 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 I drew away from the Lord, so my touch has become heavy. I'm not carrying it. I'm not abiding. I'm not fruitful. I want to, you want to join so that the fire of fruitfulness will come into your life. Sing it one more time. Come to join them. If that's Presence without fear into that holy place where his mercy Come running, come running, come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering, his blood will flow freely. I want to pray with all of you. Bow down your heads. Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Please forgive me. Wash away my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Sign for communion. This is my body, which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless is a communion of the 
when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. The origin of this statement is the Passover. That was instituted on the night before Israel was freed from the Egyptians. Look at the verse. He says that ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And then people bowed their head and worshipped. So this lamb without blemish Jesus the lamb of God we take it away the sin of the world when you eat it every evil that was coming for you will pass over you in the name of Jesus international evils national evils family evils personal evils do Passover the body of Jesus the Passover lamb eat it is the blood now look at this in that same night the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold remember that Israel had been under bondage for 400 years of slavery no payments for their work but look at verse 36 of the same verse and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. Means in one night they took the wealth of Egypt away with them, being, being wages for 400 years of hard labor without payment. If God could reverse the financial fortunes of Israel in one night, and I believe there's power in this blood that you are drinking to reverse your own financial fortunes in the name of Jesus. I don't know how. But he's, if he's done it before, then if you believe, as you take the blood, which is the solution to every pro- problem, including your financial problem, lift it up and say, the blood of Jesus, the solution to every problem. Drink it. Thank you, Father. What a blessing it is to experience the power of your body and the power of your blood. Every evil passes over us in the name of Jesus. And we receive a reversal of our financial fortunes in the name of Jesus. Just as you did it for Israel, you do it for us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. I am listening. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Bacarius Church headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed. I am waiting.